You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is Mike on the Mic on GGR Pirate Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this is Mike on the Mic on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. Special episode of Mike on the Mic tonight. Well, really, all of the episodes are special. Um, we're without the services of Mr. Steve Monick. Uh, he's got some family matters to attend to, but he will be back the next time around. Uh, but joining me uh, for this evening's episode of Mike on the Mic is the wonderfully talented uh, host of The Overflow. Uh, his name is MC Brooks. Hello. Uh, we were also going to have some other guests joining us here at some point this evening. They'll hop on. Um, most likely, James Rambo will be joining us after he's done doing his uh, comic book duties at... Um, I can't even remember the name of the comic book store that he works at now. It's going to drive me nuts. <laughs> um, where does Rambo work? Let's look it up. Hey, let's do a live look right here, and we'll give him a plug. Victory! Comics. Victory Comics is a great comic book store. It is in Fairfax, Virginia. You guys should definitely go check them out. They're good. Oh, I'm sorry. They're in Falls Church, Virginia, which is in Fairfax County, so close enough. But they're in Falls Church, Virginia, 586 South Washington Street in Falls Church, Virginia. Games, comic books, everything that you could be looking for in that nerdy, geeky realm. Uh, so we appreciate James Rambo. We appreciate Third Eye Comics. Um We'll have him joining us later tonight. We're, we're trying to grab an, uh, another guest, potentially. We'll see. I don't want to get everybody's hopes up, um, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. so, but it, here's the great thing about this. If it's just me and you, Marcus, we got this, man. We totally exactly. got this. Exactly. We got all sorts of crazy shit to talk about. There's all sorts exactly. of nonsense going on. In fact, let's talk about crazy, because... <laughs> okay, so... If if you follow me on social media, and you may not, but, like, go on Facebook. I'm, it's Mike Lunsford. There's a picture of me and my family at Disney World. Uh, request to be my friend. I'll probably add you. I talk about all sorts of funny and interesting things. Um, I was essentially yep. I was essentially live commenting uh, on my Facebook page last night as I was watching um, Abducted in Plain Sight, which is a documentary on Netflix. And... It is the most insane documentary I've seen in in decades. Like it's, I mean, and this is. This, I also saw. Um, the, I can't remember the name of the one now. Um, it was about the collar bomb killer in Erie, Pennsylvania, um, and I can't even remember the name of it right now. Uh, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, dude, you got to watch that one too because that one that one is nuts. So. Uh, Evil Genius is what that one's called. So, basically, Evil Genius, the premise of that one is this dude walks into a um, into a bank in Erie, Pennsylvania, and he's got a bomb contraption strapped to his neck. And they ask for $125,000. And it's Erie, Pennsylvania, so they don't have that kind of money. So, like, <laughs> he basically like, goes out in the parking lot, and they're like, all right, just calm down. You know, we're going to get the bomb squad here and see if we can defuse this thing. And then the damn thing explodes, and it, like, blows a chunk, like, right through his chest, and he dies. It's, like, fucking frightening. And then, like, you find out that there's this, like, multi-layered plot going on, and there's, like, intricate moving things, and there's this this late, this woman who's just absolutely nuts. And she's, like, the quote-unquote evil genius behind the whole thing. It's just, like... 
it, it, it's fascinating to watch. But like, abducted in plain sight was crazier. It was weirder than than this. Abducted. It almost did. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. I was gonna say it, it almost didn't seem like a real story. Like, it, it's like the, the the more the more you watch it, you're like, oh, well, you know, this is terrible. But you know, it, on some level, you're like, oh, you know, like you have no idea how bad it actually gets until the next thing happens, and you're like, wait, what? So wait, for, what happened? Exactly <laughs> right. And like, let's. <laughs> so let's. I don't want to spoil this for you if you're going to watch it, okay? So if you haven't seen it yet, this would be your chance to, to skip ahead. Um, I'll even give you a time code here because Marcus and I will, will only talk about this for 15 minutes, okay? So skip ahead 15 minutes in the podcast, and I promise you we'll be talking about something else. Bingo. There you exactly. go. All right. So we got 15 <laughs> minutes on the clock, Marcus. Um, Let's go. All right. So the, the first thing about this is, like, it, there, any story involving, like, the molestation – or the rape of, of a young child is just it's it's horrible. It's disgusting. It's just like it's the worst thing that can possibly happen, right? But like I'm watching this and then all of a sudden there's a there's a a, a box and the box is, is saying things from an alien from two aliens, Xanthar and Zebo or something like that. Yeah. And they're saying that you <laughs> that the little girl needs to have sex with this guy so that she can have the next basically Jesus for their alien planet and I'm like you got to be fucking kidding me and the little girl believed it and like then the guy just kind of shows up and he's like oh hey by the way you know I'm going to give you this Jesus baby and it's just like you have got to be fucking kidding me yeah like, I just to be, I mean I mean to be honest we could we could even like the crazy even starts before that because if you remember even before we got to that part it was the whole him getting like him like spending a lot of time with her in particular of of their of the neighbor of his neighbor's children because uh for people who haven't well if you're listening now i'm assuming you watched it yeah you know that they were you know that they were neighbors and they had um the girl's family had she was one of what five children i think or something like that one of three one of five something like that and Whenever this dude would come over, like he just had a special liking to her in particular. And to even get to the point that you were just talking about, if you remember, he was asking the mom, hey, can I take her to what was it like the lake or something like that? Oh, yeah. No, you, yeah. yeah. Like, let's go on. Let, let me go out on my boat. And then. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then, you know, I just want to take her to the lake. And then she was like, well, you know, uh, she has, you know, piano lessons and all this. And instead of him being like, okay, yeah, we guess we can just reschedule. He's like, oh, well, I'll just get her from there then. Like for me, I, like as if I'm not a parent, but my my like my colleagues would have been turning, and I would have been like, wait, why? Like why is it why why is it so pressing for you to go now? Yeah. Well, this <laughs> to dude take was her. he was just charming as fuck. Cause like yeah, not only did he charm the little girl. He charmed the mom because they went on a church retreat, and like you could tell in the story when she was just like, "Well, we uh, we we started kissing and and, and, and hugging, and he, and he and he touched my breast, and you know there was more going on than that, but she just didn't want to talk yeah. about it because she's very religiously devout and she doesn't you know want that sort of shame." But then later, he's in the car with the husband, and he's like, "Oh, I just need some relief," and the husband gives him a handy, and it's just like, like how fucking charming was this dude? That that's what was, I'm saying. Like that's 
like I'm like I've been I've been really good friends with a lot of my friends for a long time, and there's not a single friend that I have who could be like, "Hey, bro, you want to do me a solid real quick?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Like I'm I'm not that I I don't like any I don't like anybody that much. Right? Exactly. Mark, I'm gonna I'm say this right now, Marcus. I like you a lot. You're a really cool dude, but I'm not giving you a hand job. It's just not happening. Like there's nobody there's nobody on the face of the planet. And like what was funny was my wife and I were watching this last night, right? And she was just like. I, I, that's what I said to her. I was like, I was like, there's no person on this planet that is that charming. And she was like, yeah, but like, what about like Cal Ripken? And I was like, eh, he's the Iron Man. I might do that. And she was like, well, like, <laughs> like Wayne Gretzky. I was like, well, he's the great one. And I was like, well, an Ovi because you know he brought us a cup. I was like, but well, that's just out of respect, you know, like. <laughs> It's different circumstances. Yeah, exactly. Totally different circumstances. A respect hand job is completely different than what You're happened right. to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and really we like we shouldn't be making light of this at all because this was awful what happened this was a horrible 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 thing that happened and like Absolutely. With this, guy, this guy was he was like a fucking like a batman villain though because like he did all of that like he like slept with the wife he got got a hand job from the husband all so that he could get to this girl, but then when they were like, oh, you kidnapped our daughter, he was like, yeah, hey, funny story. Um, if you don't drop the charges against me, then I'm going to tell everybody what you guys did. Knowing the, the community they lived in, being Mormons, it would it would break them, and the shame would be too yep. much for them to handle. Like, I just can't even... And, that's so friggin' manipulative. It's just it, insane. And it was crazy. It was all... Like, the crazy thing to me also was... They waited like three days before they even reached out to the FBI. Like, like your daughter didn't come home that night, and you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, call, you didn't reach out to the authorities that night. Not the next night. The the night after that, you kind of thought about it, but then you waited an extra day just to try to reach out and just to find out. Hey, the FBI is closed on Sundays, so. Like, that's the other I, thing too is like quick aside on that man let me let me comment on that real quick um how's the fbi closed on sundays that doesn't make any <laughs> like what kind of bullshit like what kind of like one horse town do they live in that like the fbi is closed on sundays like right ah, nah, nothing bad happens on sundays bill don't worry about it we'll keep the office closed yeah like what kind of fucking bullshit <laughs> is that <laughs> like I, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier too like they, they, I mean, they must have really, really trusted this dude because they took no steps. They took no steps. Like even, let's say, even hypothetically, like the uh, not hypothetically, even if the uh, when they found out the FBI was was closed, like they had a car. Like they didn't think to go look. Like you know, maybe you know if they if there was a car accident or something, you know, you didn't want to go look for them at all. Nothing. You just did nothing because you trusted him that much that even though you've had no contact with this dude or your kid in like 48 to 72 hours, you were like, eh, you know, you know, maybe, maybe they'll just come back. Yeah. And like, that's, it must be the seventies. Cause like everybody, just everybody fucking trusted each other in the seventies. Like, and like, and I also think it was the area too, because like if that shit happened in DC, like, no, there's no, there's no way, there is no way nope. that anybody growing up in D.C. in the 70s is going to be like, oh, well, you know, I just trust you. Or, like, <laughs> you're in a car with, like, your neighbor, and your neighbor's like, hey, man, I'm really stressed out. Get the fuck out of here. Like, nobody's going to do that. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> and and I mean, you calling him a Batman villain is probably like that. That's probably the most accurate statement that you could make about this dude because, like, the overall plan, like it was it was so elaborate. And, and even like as you continue to watch, like everything he did, it was it was so elaborate, it was so deliberate that like he, and, and he set up fail safe for for himself. Like even even outside even outside of um or even after him getting blackmail on on the parents, then also being like when he was uh, in the authorities, he was like, oh yeah, hey, you have to sign this saying that you are okay with me marrying or you're going to be okay with me marrying her once I get, once I get out and I come back. Yeah. And, and then, um, what was it? The, uh, the, the shit with the, the therapist, like, Oh yeah, my ther you know, my, my therapist says I need to lay in bed with her. So, and they, and them just being like, Oh yeah, well, I guess the therapist said it. They are, they are just, they were like the most gullible, trusting people on the face of the planet. But then like there was the, again, and I apologize, and and, I, and I'll give you a warning for anybody who's listening to this that because GGR normally doesn't talk about items of such uh, nature, um, so I'll make sure that I put a disclaimer before this podcast before you guys jump into it. But there's the point where he is um, getting ready to consummate the relationship with a young girl, and the way he goes about it is he does not go. Fully, I'm going to artfully put this as best I can so it's not, like, just graphic, yeah. okay? But in his pursuit of this act, he doesn't go all the way in if you kind of get the gist of where I'm going with this. Because when the girl gets back home and the doctors examine her, they're like, oh, we see that she still has her hymen. And I turned to my wife and I was like, he did that on purpose so that there would be no proof that he did anything. Holy crap. And she was just like, yeah, that's the, the guy was he was like a master manipulator of everything. Like he knew exactly what he could and couldn't do. And it was just like, I, I couldn't believe that I was seeing that this sort of thing actually happened in real life. Like it just seemed like something out of a movie. Yeah. And, and like I say, like it, it you, you don't think that, it, that like it, it was so out there that it didn't seem real. Yeah. And just when you think you had you had hit like the apex of the of the wildness and the elaborateness of this man's plan then the next thing happened and you're just like wow that too yeah like because i i for me the details of of like the second the second uh kidnapping like that was even 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 uh, just as elib- as ela- excuse me as elaborate as uh the first one like keeping her one and enrolling her in a school in california and i actually i looked up how far was it's a 12-hour drive between the town where they were and where she was located like in in pasadena it's it's a 12-hour drive and 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 like that like it's crazy that that he had her 12 hours away he only went to a payphone to talk to her enrolled her in a school under a totally totally different name and and, and 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 setting it up in such a way that like you all if if it wasn't for the phones being tapped like there would be no way for you to actually trace it back to him like he had that many fail saves for himself to try to protect himself because he knew what he was doing was wrong it was it was just it was in 
I've never seen anything like that before. Like it was, it was uh, incredible is the wrong word because normally incredible implies that it was something uh, good. It was just it was fascinating in its just like how evil this guy truly was. And then like when the poor girl finally figures it out. And she puts two and two together like the guy's in prison and she's like starting to live a little bit of a normal life. And she goes off to that drama camp and like meets that dude and like she starts freaking out because she's like, oh, no, I can't. Because if I do, then then Zeno and the aliens will find out and they'll kill my sister. And like it finally dawned on her that she was like, wait a second, maybe all of that is garbage oh my god, it just like dawned on her like in a matter of like a second that she was like, wait, this guy's been lying to me my entire life. Like, right. that was just, it was heartbreaking to watch because you could see it on her face as she was describing it that she was, that she literally believed this because, I mean, we've all been gullible little kids. I mean, think about it. We all believed some story or another that like our parents or our older brothers or like our cousins told us just because like right. that was the only thing that made sense, you know? Like, why would they lie to you? Why couldn't you trust them? And right. then you find out years later why you couldn't. And it's, it was just, yeah. So at any rate, I think we've pretty much hit our time on that one. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, like that. We, we've done our 15 minutes. Um <laughs> <laughs> watch watch this documentary um, it, it Abducted in Plain Sight it's on Netflix um, you've probably seen your friends talking about it on Facebook on Twitter it, it's all over the place it is definitely worth your time but be prepared yeah. to just be like blown away with some of the stuff that happens in this yeah I mean they're, they're, and if you're someone who gets um, who is triggered by you know sexual assault and rape or even the mention of it then definitely take take adequate steps to take care of yourself before you watch this in whatever way that that manifests itself because it's not an easy watch no it is it is not it is not an easy watch by by any stretch um but it is it was it was fascinating you were like I, there's got to be a resolution to this um quick aside though um we got like like one more minute and then we'll wrap it up sure the part at the end when his brother the brother that didn't like him was talking about how he died and the brother was like, the brother was like, yeah, he found out he was gonna go to prison, so uh, he took a bunch of his heart medicine and drank some Kahlua and some milk, and now he's dead. And it was just like so like callous and like uncaring. It was just like, wow, yeah. this guy was really a scumbag for his own brother to just be like, yep, he's dead, don't care, bye. Yeah. Like I had to stop it and pause it, and I was like, wait, did he just like callously blow off that his brother like committed suicide? Like, yeah, like he 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 just like he just bypassed it, like it was just any like it was just regular public information like yeah yeah he just killed himself yeah, whatever yeah like but like I the, the, I the things that got me were like um the dad for instance that dad was so he, he loved his daughter and like he loved his wife and like he even he even loved Bob you know he, he even loved him because he was like well you know it's, it's what you do for a friend when a friend's in need you know you help him out and you're just like I guess, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, he, uh, of the two parents, I he's the, he's the one I have. Like, if I had to have any sympathy or feel in, or feel bad for either one of them, yeah. it would be him. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, it I, I, it, it would be him because I mean, we he, he, we made fun of the the hand job thing, but you could tell like even when he was explaining in the aftermath that like he it, he was deeply uncomfortable. Oh god, yeah, he was. By, he was guilt ridden. Like, yeah, like he he was not like he like. He, he even like it, it was uncomfortable even for him to talk about because, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's not him, 
yeah, he you can tell that this is not something that he's you know this is guy this is not a guy who's you know like cruising the the boulevard of Salt Lake City looking to give HJs to people like this this is not like Barry yeah. B- Barry Badgernath from from Beer Fest like he's this is like this is a regular straight laced dude who just he got conned by a, a ridiculously charming dude and just a monster of a person so uh, on. Again, bat, watch this. Go watch Abducted in Plain Sight. Just take the time. Take the hour and a half that it takes to watch this this documentary. You you will be... I won't say you'll be glad that you did, but you'll be like, wow, this was fascinating. Um, I can see why they talked about... Why they spent so much so much time on this. Um, let's pivot here. Um, we'll, what, what we'll do is... Um, um, I want to talk about um, what is going on with... I would say, I think it's easy to say that he is the most iconic Washington national of all time. In the 13 years that they've been in existence since 2005, the one name that is synonymous more so than any other baseball player is Bryce Harper. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Well, more than Zim? I think Ryan Zimmerman is a, a... He's a DC hero. Like, all of us know him. I think nationally, though, Bryce Harper is okay. the face of the franchise. Yeah, okay, yeah, I can agree. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, like, he's he is the he's the guy. Like, we we all, I mean, I like, you can't see it, but, like, I'm actually in in my recording studio slash uh, bedroom closet. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have my, my I have the, the red alternate Washington Nationals jersey, and it's number 11 Ryan Zimmerman because he's he's the man. He's He's been there since the franchise started he's the longest tenured national so that's that's my guy like i love bryce harper but ryan zimmerman's always been my favorite um but i don't know what the hell is going on with bryce harper right now because you would think that we're we're in february they are going pitchers and catchers are going to be reporting very very soon like this is not like this is not like he's got a ton of time where the hell is bryce harper gonna sign I mean, at, at this point, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in DC. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the issue. I, I don't know if, if the issue is the fact that he kind of overshot his value in in realizing that hey, nobody's really interested in giving you the four hundred million. Yeah. Or, you know, or what like or what the issue is, because I mean. He's had a couple there there I mean all of the major teams that you can think of have shown interest on some level. The the the, the, the Dodgers have shown interest, the Braves showed show have shown interest. The Nats obviously offered him uh you know a pretty damn good contract. Um the Phillies uh have been have, have reached out. I mean you I mean there was I don't know I don't know if he met with them but I know there was on some level, some interest from the both the Cubs and the the Yankees at some point, and the White Sox, so, yeah, like and the, the and everybody. the and the White Sox, yeah. like like all the all the all the teams that are either good or on the cusp of being good have reached out, and for some reason, nothing has gotten done, and 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 it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy because, like you said, they're going to be getting into to spring training soon, and and baseball season is two months away, and. If you if you are, you know if you're if you're the superstar player that you think you are, and you know and he has that potential for sure. He's still young. Oh yeah. Then, 
you have to like you have to get into somebody's program and get in there soon so that you can get acclimated if you're leaving DC. Yeah. And even even if you're coming back to DC, there've been a, a whirlwind of changes. We have a bunch of new players yeah. that are here and then you you need to come and not only get acclimated with your with your teammates, but then also with all of the changes that are going to be implemented to hopefully make this season a success. So yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I'm, I'm, I agree completely. But like, here, here's the thing. Don't go to the Phillies. That's the only thing I ask. Sign, any, sign anywhere else. Sign with the the Cubs, the White Sox, the Padres, the the Twins. I mean, the Twins will never sign them. They're a small market team. But like any other friggin' team except for the fucking Phillies, do not go to Philadelphia. Because like, I just okay. So I, here's my rationale on this. Okay. I have a soft spot for that team anyways, the Philadelphia Phillies, because there was no DC team for a long time. I was an Orioles fan growing up, but my cousins live in Philadelphia, so I would... The Phillies were my National League team. I would root for them. And, like, the, I rooted for them when they went to the World Series and they won it in 2008. Like, I, I root for that team. But once the Nationals came along, the Nationals were my team. And it, it's like... You, you don't want your best player going to your rival, and that's what would happen if he goes to the Phillies. But more so, Bryce has said that he wants to go to and goes to he wants to go to a place where the the media is not going to be grilling him on on a regular basis. Okay, I got news for you. If you think the DC media is grilling you, oh man, bro, Philadelphia is worse. Philly Those... will tear you to shreds. They Fit. turned on Terrell Owens so fast in that city. Like they it was, turned on everybody. Yeah. I mean, they booed Donovan McNabb yeah. when they when they when they drafted him. Yeah. They they turn on everybody with the quickness. Yeah, yeah. The second they don't think you can be useful to them, like that's it. Yeah. I exactly. mean, you think if you think DC is bad with Philly, you're getting like you don't you don't really get it bad from the media in DC. No. Like you you really don't. Especially the Nationals. The Nationals are like they are treated uh, so so gingerly like nobody ever really rails them like nobody ever really gets like grills the nationals on anything ever like they ever. are they are treated so well on the city and like i just i don't want him to go because he's bryce harper you know like that's that's something that like my stepdaughter my stepdaughter likes bryce harper because he's cute you know, like it's, but it's, but it's, a, it's an excuse to get her to go to a baseball game with the whole family. You know what I mean? Like it's, he, he's an icon in the sense that like he, he transcends the diamond. The guy's, a right. pre, he's a pretty good athlete, like, or not an athlete. He's a great athlete. He's a pretty good baseball player. Like he, he puts up decent numbers and he can be a difference maker because he's a great outfielder. He's got a great arm. Um, he can run, he can hit, like he can hit for power. Like he's got all five tools that you ask for from an iconic baseball player. But like, and he's generally just a like he's a likable baseball player. Yeah, and you know baseball has this rap for being very traditional and 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 old school and just not like not very fun. And Bryce Harper's he he checks off that. He has a lot of personality. He's fun and he's good and he's good. Like if if they were if you had to pick. You know, one of a handful of baseball players that you would want to represent, you know, baseball in the way that like a LeBron or a Steph Curry reps the NBA or like uh, any 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 of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Like Bryce Harper is one of a handful of players who can be that for Major League Baseball. 
And he's good. Yeah. Like you said. Exactly. He's he's young. He's good. He's good looking. He brings the ladies to the to the stadium as well. Like I mean, he's what you would want. But I like let me tell you, if I'm Bryce Harper, I'm 26 years old. I'm from Vegas, and San Diego says, "Hey, listen, we don't have a really good team, um, but bro, the beach is five minutes from here. You are an hour and a half from your home in Las Vegas." And our stadium is gorgeous. Like, I might think about that, you know? Like, yeah. I'm not saying it, that's his only rationale is like, oh, how pretty is the place that I'm playing? He wants to play for a winner. I'm sure he does. But, like, I don't know how far San Diego is away from being a winner. I don't think that they're that good. They only won 66 games last year. Like, they're, yeah. they seem like they're, they've got some work to be done. But, like, I mean, if I'm Bryce, but I'm also biased i would i would resign with the nationals i would honestly even if it's a yeah. one-year deal even if it's yeah. just a one-year deal yeah because because i because I, I do think too part of which was probably affecting teams really uh not 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 wanting to give them the money the is years. one yeah yeah and the 10 years is one missed a ton of game you've missed a ton of games in in the, in the recent seasons and two last year you had in your most recent season, you had your uh, your one of your longest like batting droughts of your career. You know, you 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 were out there, but you just weren't very good. Yeah, like it like the t- it didn't like you know you were a liability. Like even when the rest of the team was 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 well, and it was like, what's going on with the Nationals? Like, you know, you, you have everyone else who's contributing and playing well, but Bryce just you know. If Bryce, if, if Bryce even had like an, a, another month, like he had kind of towards the end, where he figured it out, maybe a team would be would be willing to to give him that or to, to give him the years and the money. But I think and, and another thing you can kind another team you can kind of look at too is you can kind of look at what happened with uh, the Marlins and Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, they gave him all that money and it, it didn't amount to anything. No, they they didn't. They, I don't, I don't think they made the playoffs in that time, nope. and they certainly did not win any games, despite the fact that like Stanton was, he was getting his numbers, like he he was getting his he was getting his home runs, he was getting his hits, you know his his numbers were good, but the team overall like it is like they gave him a bunch of money and they weren't winning, and so I think with with Bryce that's probably what teams are looking at like, Giancarlo got was it three hundred twenty five million or something like that? So yeah. some ridiculous number. Yeah. And the team wasn't like the team wasn't any good. So why would we give Bryce, who you know is younger and obviously good, but we've seen this we've seen this before and it didn't work the most recent time someone did this. So why would we do this now? Well, and really too, like it, he was only in Miami on that giant contract for like two years. And then the Yan- and then he got traded to the Yankees. The Yankees were just like, dude, come play for us because we're the New York Yankees and we have all of the money on the face of the planet. Like we have more money than everybody. And yeah, it's uh, it. It definitely helped that Derek Jeter was like in charge or like got uh, his uh, ownership stake in in Miami too. Like the the deal that they that they stuck for Giancarlo Stan, like that that thing reeked of yeah. I'll just do my I'll do my former team a solid real quick. Just yeah, you know, right. get them, get them, get them this you know, all-star level player for peanuts. Yeah, it just it's it's crazy. It really it really is 
Well, and like actually, like speaking of him too, he's a really good example of why Bryce is not going to the Yankees. Because remember, around these parts in DC, everybody was like, "Oh, he's going to go to the F and Yankees," and we don't want to go. We don't want him going to the Yankees. But like, it's just a foregone conclusion because he grew up as a kid and he was a Yankees fan. But like, that's a huge thing. Is because they signed Giancarlo Stanton, they don't really have the money to sign Harper for a big contract like that. Or on the flip side, where would he play? They've yep. already got that outfield jacked, man. Like, they got him. They got Aaron Judge. Like, they don't really have a spot for him. And well, it's... Uh, go ahead. One of the Yeah, I was going to say, well, uh, one of the things I read, they would have... I think they would have put him at, like, third base, I think. What? He's but, never even played third bit. Whatever. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. But, yeah, that, yeah. that was uh, that was one of the... the uh, I, I forget I forget who said it, but they... They were basically talking like if he if he did go to the Yankees, it would be that he they would have moved him uh, to the to the diamond from the outfield just so they would have him available. Just have him as a designated hitter, basically, or something like that. Like, <laughs> oh man, but um, yeah, it's I, I want Bryce to stay. I would I would love him to stay. Um, I just sign anywhere else other than than the, than the Phillies, bro. Like, please don't go to the Phillies. He- he, like he just doesn't seem like a Phillies guy. Like I, I, I don't find I don't see him being happy in Philadelphia, and that's no shade to the Phillies, even though I don't I, I don't care for them. Yeah, but like, I, I, I just I don't see it. I, I don't see I don't see I don't see Bryce going there and being like, yep, this is this is the place I want to be the next ten years. Well, that's the other thing too is is like they're like, oh, the Phillies are a good young team. Um, hey, you play for a good young team right now. Like, yeah. there's no way that the Philadelphia Phillies went from being bottom-dweller Phillies and then they got good in, like, two years to all of a sudden they're way better. You know? Like, it... But I guess they're also talking about, like, the Phillies could be getting Manny Machado, too. So, it's... I mean... Who knows? Maybe. Like, yeah. I mean, it It just... I mean, you at this point, it just, it just... Staying in D.C. just makes all the more sense. Like, even if you... Even if you you know tr- work out maybe even just a one year deal so you can try your hand at free agency next year yeah. or something like it, it just it just makes better sense and you can also see if you do stay in DC you can see I, I mean the Nats have made a, a lot of really good moves you know I know you've been really excited about uh, some of the guys that they've signed yeah and it's like I'm so glad if they brought Matt Adams back and I'm so uh, the the pitcher that they signed the left handed pitcher. Why can I not remember his name? Oh, Corbin. Thank you. Thank you. Patrick Corbin. Yeah. Yep. So Patrick Corbin is like one, he's, he's a power lefty, which is what they've needed for a long time. And they signed him to a six year deal. So it's like, what was your biggest problem last year? Uh, pitching. So what have we addressed immediately? Pitching. Like it's, yeah. Like, I, I think that this is going to be a good year. Not only that, Soto's coming into his second year. Like, I, I feel like he should have won the, um, uh, the national league. Um, rookie of the year, but they gave it to the douchebag from Atlanta. But yeah, honestly, like anybody from Atlanta, I, I, I wouldn't like. I can't stand the yeah. Atlanta Braves. They're, they're the yeah, worst. They're the worst. Oh, and, on top, on t- they, and on top of that, if you they had that that time not long ago where they were like doing the whole gatekeeping thing. Yeah. You know, if you if you if you walk too slow around the bases, I'm gonna get in your face when you get when you come to home plate. Oh, they did. Like, they did it to the Nationals. They did it to Bryce Harper. Like yep. it was Brian McCann was their was their uh, their catcher, and like Bryce didn't do something right, so they plunked Bryce, and he was injured for a couple of games. They hit him on the knee, and like yeah, I just I can't stand that stuff, man. Like just just yeah. absolute nonsense. And the Phillies were like that too because Bryce Harper stole home against 
um, Cole Hamels. And the next bat around, Cole Hamels plugged him in the back. Like, it was like... He was like, you showed me up. It's like, so what, dude? Like, it's baseball. It's like, supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the point. Like, get him out if you don't want him to steal home. <laughs> like, really, like, that's like that's the thing. Like, like, if you don't want them to do something, then don't do the thing that allows them to do it, you know? Yeah. You don't want them to showboat, well, don't give up a home run. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if, I hit a, if I hit a home run, I'm going to be happy and excited that I just – hit a ball 400 feet like i'm gonna be i'm gonna enjoy that yeah that is, <laughs> like that is some nonsense when they're yeah like you don't want me to celebrate my three-pointer by you know like celebrating in the middle of the court then stop me from hitting the three-pointer yeah like if that's if you don't like it then don't let me do it do something about <laughs> that, it exactly you know yeah yeah it, it gets it gets really really old um i think that if if they manage to sign him that that would be something that would be one of the biggest moments in DC sports history. Now, granted, I'm not saying best and I'm not saying worst. We don't know yet. It's yet to be seen. But what I'm saying is, is like if they manage to keep Bryce Harper around instead of him going somewhere else for this next like two year stint, because let's say, for instance, after two years, he like shatters his knee because he falls off of a balcony while drinking with a bunch of his friends in Georgetown, you know, and then he's a shell of his former self for the next eight years of the contract. Like, then it would be like, oh, God, who could have seen this happening? But <laughs> what I'm saying is, is in the short term, this would be a huge for us. We just won the Stanley Cup, you know, like they bring this player back that they maybe this is the year. Yeah, this is the year uh, they put it all together, like. Because I, I mean, and, and and if you're the Nationals, and, and I, I, I'll put it like this. So one of the things we've we've been talking about for as long as we've known each other yeah. is the fact that DC is largely a football town, yeah. despite the fact that there's way more excitement to be had with the other franchises here in this area. Every other franchise for every other franchise, perhaps not the Wizards now, but at a <laughs> point you could say you could say the same about the Wizards like uh, two seasons ago they were a game within a, 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 a couple shots of being in the finals yeah you know um, so if you're one of the other franchises like fan support for the football team is at an all-time low yeah like fan apathy is at a complete all-time low at this point for a multitude of reasons so if there's any time that you want to try to snatch those fans that are like, you know what, I'm done with the football team, yeah. then now is when you want to. Now is not the time that you want to be bad. Like you don't want to do what the Wizards are doing, where star players hurt and out, and and your team is not very good. And so you may luck into like a top five pick, you know, the, this this upcoming season. But but there's not much to like. There's not a whole lot to be excited about but if you're the nationals you you've made a ton of really good offseason moves so far and 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 the cap the capitals just won the stanley cup so right now like the the, the caps are and, and it's looking like i mean they haven't been play, they've been on a losing streak lately but yeah. they're ultimately but they're, but they're gonna going make the playoffs they're gonna make, they're gonna, yeah they're gonna make the playoffs yeah you know ultimately so if you're the nationals like this this can be something that can continue to boost fan morale and, and and bring people in. If you manage to bring 
a superstar level player in the sport and you manage to retain him. Yeah. And you keep him here. Yeah. You know, Ovi, Ovi, you know, like I feel like lots of people knew Ovechkin, but they didn't really know the Capitals. And with 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 Ovi staying and and him winning, and then you got other players like Kuznetsov and and Devontae Smith Pelly who had their profiles locally elevated because of the run that this team made last year. Yeah. Like the Nationals can do something like that if you keep your superstar in Bryce. And then the Nationals have a good season this year, which, you know, they should have considering they've made a ton of good moves. So if you're the Nats and if you're Bryce, like it's it's a marriage that just it makes a lot of sense to to stay here, to to re-sign your star player. And and all of those disgruntled Skins fans that, that are done with the team and or done with the sport because because they're so disillusioned with a bad front office and a bad product on the field. This is the time to strike. Like you want, you want, you can, you can ultimately turn this town into something other than a football town. Oh, but yeah. it's gonna start. It's gonna start with making a move like keeping a superstar level player here. Like Soto may get there mm-hmm. this year, but but right now, Harp Bryce is the name that everyone knows because he's already been here. So, you know. Now's the time. This is the time. Yeah, this is the time. And also, too, think of it like this, right? You keep Bryce. The Caps keep doing their thing. This may not be something where the football team is completely forgotten yet. But give it five years. Give it ten years. And what's going to happen is, is all that goodwill that the football team had through the 80s, and 90s and early 2000s because we looked back and we were like, hey, remember the Super Bowls in the 80s? Remember the Super Bowls in the the Super Bowl in the early 90s when we were the greatest team possibly ever assembled? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, those were great. Like that's gonna stop because you're gonna have people who are. I mean, it's an, an inevitability of life. They're gonna pass away. People who like me are just done with the team. Like I used to be the biggest fan out there. I'm not anymore. I just don't care because they don't care. Ownership doesn't care. All they want is your money, and I'm not willing to give it to them when they're not going to give me something that's worth worth rooting for. Oops. Like, if if they were bad, if they were just bad on the field, but they were doing things in the community, they were doing. If they changed their name, if they improved the stadium, if they had more community outreach, if they were saying, you know. This particular player, as much as he could help us right now, we're not signing him because of the things that he's done off the field. If they literally were winning off the field, it would be one thing. But they they keep saying that they are, and they're not. Yeah. I would still root for this team. I mean, granted, I, I might not because I'm kind of boycotting the whole NFL right now, but, like, I, I might still root for them just because they're my team, you know? But now, what, what's the good—why would you? What What's the point? There is no point with them anymore. But with the Caps, there is. They've got a good team. They've got a good owner. Those guys are in the community all the time. All the time. Yep. All the time doing good things. They're always yep. doing something good for the community. They're, they. Anytime you see, like, oh, a Caps fan uh, was in a horrible car accident um, and is paralyzed, the Caps are going to the hospital the next day to go visit him. They're t- like, once the guy is, like, in a wheelchair, they're taking him to the game. They're bringing him in center ice. Everybody's cheering for him. That Those teams get it, man. Because they're not run by old crotchety white dudes. Like, 
I, maybe Ted Leonsis is an old crotchety white dude, okay? But he hired a bu- <laughs> he hired a bunch of people who aren't, and they know how to market that team because the Caps like it sounds stupid, but you want to know what the Caps just did? Let me pull this up real quick. So the Caps are actually gonna are the first team. Uh, their first professional sports team to unveil an Alexa skill for Amazon's voice-controlled speaker market. Not the first hockey team. Not the first Washington-based sports team. No, their first professional sports team. They are working with Alexa. They're wor- like they're working with Amazon. They're they're trying to find innovative ways. Their mobile app that they have on on that you can get on your phone is the best mobile sports app ever. I can listen to every single. Capitals game. Every single one, including the Stanley Cup finals. You know what you can't do with the NFL? Listen or watch anything on your phone unless you're paying for it. I can watch all that cap stuff for free. Yep. Like they they get it. The Nats baseball's antiquated. Okay, we we get that. Like baseball's old. But like the Nats are doing the same thing. They're out in the community. They're doing good things. They're trying to improve the image of baseball and not be like this old stuffy white man thing. Same thing with the Wizards. The Wizards have an interesting social media thing going on. The the, the DC family thing that they do on Twitter, like they have a, a, a loyal following. It's not a lot of people. It's not like Lakers or Celtics or any of the other big teams. But like, I feel like you get rid of Ernie and, and that team's going to be doing something. Yeah. Like the, the football team just is garbage. And like, I don't know why every podcast we have goes back to this. But like, <laughs> we have a theme going we here. We do, we do. We hate the football team. Um, but yeah, like it, th- this could be the 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 dynamic shift that changes everything. You know, yeah. like in, in in thirty forty years, we could all be looking at this and saying, "Hey, remember before baseball was played by robots? Remember when um, Bryce Herper signed that that extension and it changed everything? Yeah, you know, yep. like it's that could be that could be the big thing." Yeah. And it's it's just really awesome to think that we might fingers crossed. God, I hope it happens. Yeah, I mean, and and there's a lot to I mean, there's a lot to look forward to with this team. Yep. It, even if even if Bryce doesn't come back, like yep. Juan Soto is is young and apparently really good. Yep. So, I mean, th- there's no one you can look you can look to on the football team and be like, man, I can't wait to watch that guy for the next five years. Yeah. You can say that about Juan Soto. You can say I can't wait to watch this kid for the next couple of seasons because he's al- he already was really good last year. Yeah, he was a rookie. Yeah. So Im- imagine the next five, th- this upcoming season, maybe two seasons from now with the team that they've got that they've got around them, and then you know let's say and if Bryce is here on top of that, you have two superstar level you know really good players who can put butts in seats because people want to watch them play i mean the football team the, the fandom of the football team is going to be a thing of the past because there isn't anything to look forward to with them other than the same old misery and heartbreak and the same old hope that they that they sell you every off season that you hope that oh hey you know maybe th- this will be the year even though in your heart you know that you're probably looking at another subpar heartbreaking season where you lose games that you should win you might you win a game or two you're not supposed to you think that you're right there but then but but you're not really there you're you're just average enough to kind of get by and have some hope but ultimately you know you're not really going anywhere and and that's that's the okie doke that the football team sells you on 
that that you know this will be the this is the year this is the year they make a smart move here or there and then you get really excited you know because you know the nfl the nfl's you know uh fan support is is up right now and you know you you get excited because football is back but with this team there i mean there's no reason to have that hope and at least with the other franchises sans the i mean at least with the wizards next year you can at least say hey they're going to have the opportunity to get someone really good. They're going to have probably a top 10 pick, meaning they're going to like one of these generational level players like a Steph Curry or a Kevin Durant. You know, they'll have a chance to get one of these guys in the next draft. And that's exciting. You can't say that about the football team. Well, I'm actually looking at the, the standings right now in the Eastern Conference, and the Wizards are 10th, and they are... They're 22 and 29. The Hornets are in the eighth spot. They are 24 and 26. So they are two games back. So could they theoretically make the playoffs? Yeah, they could. I don't know they, if they will. They could. See, just to, like, they could. And, and I'll, I'll give the Wizards credit. Like, in the, in the absence of John Wall, you know, uh, Scott Brooks changed a lot, changed a lot of things with this team and and it's it's working out yeah. a guy like Otto Porter's coming off the bench now now that, I mean now that sounds crazy a, a, a guy with a max contract meaning he's making I think like a hundred twenty point four million dollars is coming off your bench <laughs> yeah right but 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 him coming off him coming off the bench is on it's it's been it's been a good look he's still getting his minutes his his play with the second team and 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 with the first team at times it like they're trying like you can look at them and see that there are a couple there there are like they 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 literally just need a handful of pieces and they'll be fine next year like they'll they'll be good they it looks like they found a nice little gem in thomas bryant uh a center who who most of us had never heard of had no idea who this kid was like never heard of the dude but he I mean, he, he's a nice story, and it, him coming out of nowhere and playing well because he wasn't really playing with uh, with uh, when when Dwight Howard was out there. Now he's kind of made Dwight Howard expendable because he's getting all those minutes. He's starting and he's playing extremely well, and like he's a guy you can look forward to seeing how he develops because he he he's he's sort of developing a little bit of a jump shot now, and something the Wizards have needed for a long time has been an athletic big man like Gortat. Yeah. Gortat was never he was never that. He was more of an old school pick and roll kind of dude. Thomas Bryant gives you the opportunity to do the pick and roll stuff, but then he can also be an athletic big. He can beat you inside and he's taken a couple threes and he's he's made a couple shots. And so that that's something you can look forward to seeing how he, you know, he's got he's got a rapport with Bradley Beal. And and that's good cuz Beal is clearly he's going to be here. <laughs> Beal's going to be here. You know, yeah. uh, at least for the, another year or two. Can I, John Wall is obviously going to be here also. So, I mean, they're, yeah. they're, even though they're not good and even though they could make the playoffs this year, they're they're going to have an opportunity to get someone good next offseason. And they, they at least had, they're at least things you can look at and say, you know what, this team can eventually be really good if they put it together. I have um, I've become a fan of of a new player that um, 
I didn't. I, I'm not a huge basketball fan in general. It's just not. It's not my sport, and it's nothing against the sport. It's. Not, I mean, I. I like basketball enough. It's just like after that. That. 80s, 90s, when you had Magic and Bird and Jordan, like, it just, I, I kind of fell off after all of that, but, like, there's a dude that plays for the Salt Lake, uh, or, I'm sorry, the Utah Jazz, uh, the guy's name is Joe Ingles, and he's, like, mm. my new favorite player, because, like, he just, he's, he's, like, this, like, epic trash talker, and, like, I, I'm just, like, I'm enamored with this dude because, like, he's just—he's just so. Uh, do you know anything about this guy? I've heard, I've heard the name. I'm, I'm not—I'm not familiar. I don't—I don't keep up with the jazz. I don't, the only—I know. Does, I, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, they're—they're apparently—they're apparently a good team. They're—they're they're apparently really good. I, I know Donovan Mitchell because uh, he should have won Rookie of the Year last year, and I know Rudy Gobert because he's apparently really good defensively. And he terrorized the Wizards last year. It's kind of annoying. But um, other than that, no, I, I don't really know anyone else on uh, on the Jazz. Well, I, I knew his I knew his name, but I don't know anything about him. The reason the reason I bring him up specifically, and let me see if I can find the article in, in particular. Like he he basically is just like he he's just this like mad trash talker. But he's also he's Australian, right? So like. I'm always a big fan of like a like a white dude who can like who has game but also can talk trash too. Like big fan of that. Like, um, what's the guy's name that used to play for the uh, the the Kings? Uh, that was like just tatted out of his mind. Um, he went. He was, Bird, he was from Birdman. No, not Birdman. No, he's from West Virginia. He went to the same school as um uh, as uh, as Randy Moss. Um, friggin' why can't I remember his name? Jason Williams. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. White chocolate. Yeah, yeah white chocolate. Thank you. <laughs> but like. I just I I loved him because like he he could talk it but then he could also back it up and that's the same way Ingles is is like it like the article that I'm reading is on SLC Dunk which is ridiculous name anyways but like <laughs> it says the NBA can't get enough of Joe Ingles uh, the great people over at Yahoo Sports are doing what they call uh, what they can get to get Ingles into the skills competition I couldn't be more for it um, he just like he's a, he's a great shooter but also just like he like won't back down like in the playoffs against Houston. Um, it was him against Harden and Harden like said something to him and he just, he wouldn't back down and everybody expects, well, Harden expects everybody to kind of kiss his ass and it doesn't happen. And like, it's, I just, I, I love this dude. At one point he got like popped in the head and he's like bleeding and he had to put like a, uh, a bandage around his head, but it looked like a, uh, looked like he was wearing a headband. Right. So after he's like, he ended up hitting, just draining this three to, to win the game, like right in front of somebody's face. Like, he's, like, pointing to the headband. He's, like, pointing to the bandage. He's, like, it's the headband. It's the headband. Like, I <laughs> I love players like that. And I wish that the Wizards had... Like, that's the one thing. Like, if the Wizards would at least be fun, you know? Like, yeah, they suck. But, like, at least if they were fun, at least people would show up to the games. Because, like, still, like, nobody really goes to those games, man. And, like, it just... It, it bums me out. Because, like, we, we have a good... We have a good venue. It's in D.C. There's plenty of stuff to do around it. Like... Why, why is it not working? Like, what... It, I think it just goes back to that the old episode we did. It's Ernie. It's all on Ernie. Yeah. And and, and I'll, say, I'll say this, too. Like, yeah. the stadium experience is fun. I went to a, I went to a game a, a couple weeks ago um, with, with my dad. And, it, I mean, we had, we had a lot of fun. I mean, they, 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 they do a good job of keeping tickets affordable for the most part, even against good teams, even though they're, they're not good. But, you know, they've done a lot to improve kind of the, the inside 
Uh, they, they've improved a lot of the concessions as far as your your different food options, which I think is kind of cool. Um, like they, they even have stuff if you have if you have certain dietary needs. Like, you know, I think that's cool because I really hadn't seen anything like that in a professional stadium before. Um, but, I mean, and they, they do all the normal stuff you expect during basketball games, you know, T-shirt toss and, uh, and all that. Like, they, it, like, the experience is still fun, even even though the team is bad. You know, they're, they're, I, 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 do, like, I do think that they'll get there eventually. Eventually, <laughs> I, I hope. I hope. Uh, you know, like I, I'm, I'm confident. I'm not confident in Scott yeah. Brooks or or Ernie. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, I, I, they they have enough players there that like they, they'll be good eventually. You I know, you. and 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 I think the stadium experience is still fun, even if you know it's not. You know, it's it's not the Nationals. I, I think the Nats yeah. have the best best stadium experience of of any of the teams. It is, it is the prettiest of all of them. I, I think that the Nats, personally, I think that going to a Caps game is more fun. Um, Still haven't done it. They're the, they're the one DC team I've, I've yet to see. All right, we got to fix that. I, I've yeah. seen I've seen every I've seen the United. I've seen yeah. literally every other DC DC team, but but the, but the Caps. Yeah, we we, we got to fix that. Um, so. It's not even like that. I mean, because you've been you've been to Capital One Arena, so you've seen it. Like, it's nothing like it's not like they do some major transformation or anything like that. It's just like the fans get into it. Like, all the fans are nice. Like, it's it's just I, I've never heard a stadium erupt the way it does when the Caps score a goal. And like, that's just awesome. And that's that's why it, it's still like my number one go to when it goes to a sporting event. Um, so I think that that's actually, we might have to see if we can fix that problem for you um, and see if we can grab uh, grab some tickets to a Caps game here soon. Um, but let's do this. What we're going to do is we're going to finish up this episode here because we, we talked about uh, DC Sports. We also talked about the insanity that is abducted in plain sight. Um, go to the website. It's www.greakyrefuge.com. We've got lots of great podcasts. We've got lots of great articles. In fact, I just wrote an editorial, another editorial. This one's all about how I think it's ridiculous that the older generation likes to uh, crap all over um, the millennial generation for for um, participation trophies, which is nonsense because it was really their idea in the first place to get everybody a participation trophy. But go yep. ahead and read it because um, it talks about that. It talks about um, working in retail and how horrible that is and how it just sucks your life out. Um but there's a glimmer of hope at the end, of course, as always, because this is our refuge where everyone's allowed to be around as long as you're not a juice bag. Um, we are going to come back. We're going to do another episode here real, real soon. In fact, we'll be joined by James Rambo. But when MC, when MC and I come back, we're talking about the best fucking albums of the 90s because the 90s had some awesome music. Stay tuned for that. It's going to be all 90s for as long as we can go until we're tired of talking. So stay tuned.
Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website greatgeekrefuge.com for more podcasts and our awesome articles. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs>